1: Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.
3: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: In record on KMOX. Sponsored by Michaels Flooring. The flooring experts. MichaelsFlooringOutlet.com. And welcome
4: back to Overnight America. This is something I'm going to try. This may be the first time and the last time I ever do something like this. I got two stories we can talk about. One, we can talk about challenging the Electoral College, or we can talk about the UFO sighting in Hawaii. First person to text me what they want to hear is the story that I will start the hour off. 314-436-7900. So we can go Electoral College, or we can go UFOs. Whoever texts in first, it's almost like a battle of whoever can get there. And um, I'm looking at some of the text messages, uh, some (laughs) text. So some people said Brad Young and Randy Tobler were both fantastic while you were out, Ryan. Very good. Uh, So nice on that. I'll look at three text messages in a row. UFO, UFO, UFO. (laughs) Okay, so you want UFO. Here's some text messages, too, of fake names I can put down if I go to the county, and they ask me to put my name down on a list for contact tracing, which I don't trust them one bit <laughs> about. Uh, oh, here's another one. Brad Young is always great. Good text message there. said, I know I won that one. Okay, so the text message was right away. Yeah, you must have had your phone ready to go for texting. So, okay, you just vetoed me. Art Vandalay. That name sounds familiar for a fake name. What was that from? Was that Seinfeld? I can't remember. Uh, okay, most people want to hear about UFOs. I'll, you know, eventually I'll talk about the Electoral College and what could be happening this week and what to expect. We'll get to that, too. In Hawaii, a lot of people apparently witnessed what they thought was a UFO. Not exactly sure what they witnessed, but they knew they witnessed something enough to make an, uh, an actual discussion about it. And if you go to... Hawaii News Now, that's the website that reported this just from a couple of days ago with an update from yesterday. It said an unidentified flying object spotted in the evening sky over uh, one of the islands prompted witnesses to call 911.
2: Officials from the Federal Aviation Administration say there were no aircraft incidents or accidents in this area Tuesday night, but multiple witnesses report seeing a large blue object fall out of the sky and into the ocean. Something is in the sky. What is that? This video was taken by Misitina Sape at 826 Tuesday night near Haleakala Avenue in Nanakuli. Not long after, a woman named- You
4: know, if someone were to write those down and have them in front of me and they said, I'll give you a million dollars, if you can pronounce all of this correctly, but you only get one try, I would know right off the bat. Honey, I'd, ha- I'd have to call my wife Honey. I'm sorry, but I, I lost a million dollars today.
2: What is that? This video was taken by Misitina Sape at 826 Tuesday night near Haleakala Avenue in Nanakuli. Not
4: long. Yeah, I don't know if anyone listening right now would be able to get that correct. video
2: was taken by Misitina Sape at
4: 826. And if you were to try to get a broadcasting job in Hawaii, it's, it's almost non-existent. They purposely only hire natives because of things like this, it would be impossible not only to understand the culture of it, but it's impossible to even live there right now. It's like living in New York or Los Angeles when it comes to skyrocketing values on homes and things, it's incredibly high, uh, lots of money that everything's high up in there. And there's the homeless issues in Hawaii are through the roof too, because of that. People just can't afford to live there because of the high housing prices. Um, but just examples like this trying to pronounce things as a pretty pure reason of why they wouldn't hire outsiders.
2: Not long after, a woman named Mariah spotted the same thing passing over Princess Kahanu estates. I don't know what did I look
5: up? And then I was like, oh <laughs> they calling my husband Oh, wait a
4: minute. <laughs> She's she gets a call from Hawaii News Now. <laughs> She's talking to a news agency. You couldn't clean up, you know, you could you had to swear to the news agency. I don't know, I look at
5: And then I was like, Oh shit. I started calling my husband in because it
2: was all in the garage. I was like, Hey, come look up there. Let's see what I see they all say, yeah. The 38-year-old says she's never really been a believer in UFOs, but the bright blue object had them so intrigued, they jumped in the car and started following it. I don't know what it was. This one was going so fast. The journey ended less than three miles from where it began, on Farrington Highway in front of the Board of Water Supply Building after the object appeared to drop into the ocean.
4: On oh, a. Wow! In Hawaii, they must be a little loosey-goosey when it comes to (laughs) talking to news agencies. You try to clean it up when you talk to a news reporter, right? You call in to a show, things like that. You try to clean it up. Uh, These guys are like, "No, yeah, you just saw a UFO." Uh huh. All right, so they saw something. The video online is very difficult to see. So when I'm watching this thing. It looks like a blue smudge, a reflection, a blue reflection in the night sky. Whatever
2: it is. She described it as being larger than a telephone pole and says she never heard it make any sound. We called 911 for having,
5: like, one cop or somebody for come out and, um,
2: Come check them out. While officers were on scene, she says they spotted a second light.
6: My husband looked up and he seen the white one coming. The white one was smaller, was coming in the same direction as the
2: blue one. They lost sight of the object after it passed over a nearby mountain.
4: They tried to catch up to it. Still doesn't exactly know what it is. So I'm looking at this article, the Hawaii News Now, the one that you're listening to and, and saw, said the FAA spokesperson Ian Greger said the agency received a report from police Tuesday night about a possible plane down in the area, but had no aircraft disappear off radars in no reports of overdue or missing aircraft. Uh, they've had a couple of days to think about it, and she's still baffled by what she saw. Rightfully so. I don't know what they're looking at. I mean, it, it could just be a giant hoax. It could be a all of nothing. It could be a UFO. I don't know. I've never heard a UFO described as larger than a telephone pole. <laughs> larger than a flying telephone pole. I mean, this could be anything. This could be, you ever seen those lanterns people will put together and then they light the lantern on fire and let it go. And it goes up into the night nice sky and you kind of see it for a while and then eventually it just burns out. I mean, it could have been like one of those. It just could have been in and out, whatever, and just up and down. And you may have thought it was larger than a telephone pole. But then again, if you had aliens from another planet, would you think the spacecraft would be a little larger than a telephone pole? I don't know. There you go. I did the UFO story. So all those people that text messaged UFO, UFO, UFOs, you got it. One person was very excited that I knew Art Vandalay was a Seinfeld reference. I don't remember exactly where on Seinfeld that was referenced, but I, I just thought that's what it was. Um, one person texted in, uh, I completely regret asking you to cover this topic after listening to these witnesses. <laughs> All right, you got what you wished for. You know, coming up, too, I I do want to talk a little bit about the electoral college results. And there's some people text messaging about that, too. What you could do is call in if you want to talk about it. Um, And I think that where we're at right now, the challenge of it is it just going to be opening up debate for a couple of hours, air your grievances and your problems. And then there's going to be a vote and then it's over and that's done. And then basically they just want to be on the record to say that they uh, object, as in they don't think this process was being taken seriously to begin with, could be. I mean, it could just be an airing of the grievances. And isn't that another Seinfeld reference? Three one four four three six seventy nine hundred. And in fifteen minutes from now, we're going to hook up. Forward to that one. It's Overnight America, KMOX.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. to KMOX has never been easier.
5: Siri, play KMOX.
4: Welcome back to Overnight America. Uh, one person texted in, in regarding the UFO story out of Hawaii. This person texted, this seems about as legitimate as the people looking for leprechauns years ago. And I remember that one from WPMI in Mobile, Alabama. Curiosity leads to
1: large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bring binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I got
5: to look up in the tree. Who else seen the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! All
4: right, so <laughs> well, seeing the leprechaun up in the tree. <laughs> is that what the Hawaii UFO is like to you? All right. Well, thanks for that comparison. I don't think you're wrong. Let's take a couple of your phone calls. And don't forget, in about 10 minutes from now, Shane Hewitt in Canada will hook up our two shows. I'm really looking forward to that. Let's go to Bob, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America.
5: Hello, I'm with Josh Holly, And there's got a lot of crookedness and people transferring votes. They're changing them from Trump to Biden. It shows up. They have a lot of specialists checking on this. And they're refusing to let the equipment get checked because they know if they do, they're going to find out that it's crooked. So they need to open let these people, these specialists get to the machines and have a group there and watch what he does. And they'll show just exactly what they're doing. They need to open up these machines and let these people prove what they've been doing because they've been checking all kinds of different ways and people coming forward with, with their um, saying uh, exactly what happened with their sworn testimony. And, and uh, I'm with Josh Holly, you know, he's absolutely correct. This, they got to stop this, you know, a lot's mm-hmm. on the line, all this things about abortion and, and uh, friendship with China and all of this, and we need to stop it right away. So Hmm, okay, that's that's what I got to say.
4: Thank you, Bob. Glad you called in tonight. You see these videos online, and you watch it, and you say, man, that looks shady. And I've seen a lot of those different... We have a lot of Internet detectives that have been combing through these videos of places, and you wonder, wait a minute, that doesn't look like it's on the up and up. And statistically speaking, they go through and they look at these areas and they'll say, oh, man, that's outside the margin. This doesn't look right either. But then again, none of those answers really are there when these things are brought up and they're just looked at as giant Internet conspiracies and whatever. They, they're, they're brought up and you're looked down upon for questioning it. It just makes me wonder if this whole process is going to be area grievances. And... Is there anything wrong with airing your grievances? Let's go to Patrick. Welcome to Overnight America.
0: Well, sir, greetings here from your nation's capital. You were doing good with the telephone pole as a UFO, and then you had to come back to us here in Washington. I know, can't help it. (laughs) We put a downer on everything, don't we? Oh, geez. It, you know, one of the ways that I look at many of the things that we happens here in Washington, D.C., because I am a native and I was born here and grew up with this, is you have to look at it the way that I look at it or consider looking at it the way I look at things. And that's basically it's another episode in the day in the life of people on your money. And this is what they do. <laughs> They've got your money. They want more. They know they're going to get it, and they just keep going on and on. They're not being, they're not, they're not doing the right thing. You know that. Mm-hmm. On both sides, on both yeah. sides, they're not doing the right thing. We we mm-hmm. know that. We're, we're smart enough to know that. Uh, and the country's hurting. And uh, so I needed to call in and say hello to you. I wanted to wish uh, your listeners, my fellow listeners, not just a happy new year, but a really good new year. Okay, because there's there's really not too much to be happy about. Well, I want you folks to have a really good New Year's over there in St. Louis and Missouri.
4: And uh, wouldn't it be nice, a a good New Year for most people would be just for the government to leave you alone, not hassle you. And maybe all the businesses that are looking at this, thinking to themselves, how am I going to survive another wave of government shutdowns? You can just ease their minds a little. That'd be nice. But none of that's happening right now. So no, good would yeah, be yeah. just being left yeah. alone at this point and allowing them to uh, make it.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, About that, that joke that I say, you know, that from the city that cannot leave the country alone, we really do have to bug the you know what out of you. When we,
4: when the, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Keep an eye on us, I know. Uh-huh. I totally get <laughs> it. I'm sorry, but uh, Patrick, we got to go. We, we hook up with the Canada at this time, so we got to get to break so we can get to them on time. It's so good to hear from you, though. Happy New Year I to say, you.
0: Yeah, yes, sir.
4: Have a great one. So Shane Hewitt from The Shift, we hook up with him coming up right after the break. Look at your weather coming up, too. It's Overnight America KMOX. News Radio 1120 KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. Welcome back to Overnight America. It's this time at 1230 Sunday nights that we get this opportunity to hook up with Shane Hewitt, who does the late shift in Canada across the country there on many of the great chorus radio stations. They may be listening to us Hi, right River. now. Oh, there it is.
6: Mox, St. Louis, Missouri.
4: <laughs> Missouri. I feel, oh, I feel like, man. I'm,
6: like I'm a, like a local when I say it that
4: way, right? Like No, a, you're, a you're talking local. to us like a politician that thinks that's how it's said. That's what politicians oh. <laughs> do when they go to the rural part of the state, and they say, yeah. uh, it's great, it feels great to be here in Missouri. And they go to the county fair, and they eat a corn dog, oh, sure. and enjoy a elephant ear. And then make it sound like they're one of them, but in all reality, they'll never step foot there ever again. <laughs> can I can I come down to a county fair in Missouri? And Can we go? Yeah, they're pretty cool. So, you, do you guys do fairs, things like that, in Canada?
6: Well, we do. And there was—I remember when I was a kid and I lived on Vancouver Island on the west coast of Canada, on the west coast. Eh, I want to sound like a Canadian <laughs> for you? Um, on the west coast of Canada. Um, there was the there was the fall fair in Port Alberni, so that was really my the big one for me. And then of course there's the big ones, you know, which is the PNE, the Pacific National Exhibition, the CNE in Toronto, the Calgary Stampede, and so on. I mean, those are big ones. But I think the real down home fall fair, you know, I, I want to go to those. I want to I want to see what those are like. I want to go and hear the local like small town singers singing their songs on the stage. Like I, I really want small town America fair.
4: Yeah. And we do 4-H. A lot of places have that. It's a, it's like a farming thing for kids. Mm-hmm. We have 4-H, uh, yeah. You raise animals. Okay. You have 4-H. So there's always competitions, you know, kids bring their, their pigs and their uh, cows and things and chickens, stuff like that. There's always mm-hmm. things like tractor pulls that are pretty fun. The food is Ooh, fantastic. Uh, I've been part of a demolition derby at a county fair once. That was pretty awesome. See? <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking oh, about. Wife. When
6: COVID is gone, that's that's what mm-hmm. we need to do. We need to do that. I'll bring yeah. I'll bring the broadcast gear. We'll broadcast from right yeah. there.
4: My uh, wife was so upset because it was about a month before our wedding, and I volunteered to go part of this demolition derby. What was I going to do? Say no to drive a car and do <laughs> a demolition derby? So no I get worry. into one of our old station vehicles that we're getting rid of anyway. And we retrofit this thing so it could be part of the demo derby. And it's a month before my wedding. And the last thing my wife says to me is, if you break your arm, I'm going to kill you. Because if you mess up the wedding photos by, you know, getting beat up inside of a thing, you know. And then, this is what they tell me. They said, oh, uh, did you bring your fireproof suit? Because these things catch on fire pretty quick. (laughs) I thought, oh, man, I'm in trouble. Well, they were just playing it up a little bit to give me a hard time. Ultimately, I came in third place and I still have the trophy.
6: (laughs) Oh wow, that's cool! And uh, yeah, I mean that's uh, oh, I left my fireproof suit
4: at the radio station, I guess, because um, everyone just has one in the in the trunk. Right? Yeah, please don't catch on fire. It's something that people you don't want to have to tell that to people, but then they wow, there they are. But good rule, yeah, and good rule. Uh, they have sausage sandwiches and lemon shakeups. Probably two of the greatest foods that you can get anywhere in the world. I don't care what Gordon Ramsay would say; those are the two greatest foods.
6: Lemon shakeups.
4: Yeah, so basically it's, you know, it? lemonade with a ton of sugar in. Yeah, yeah, okay. And it yeah, comes well, in a big get plastic those. cup with a giant straw. And right. then the yeah. sausage sandwich is fresh anything that you can get there. Who knows, maybe the 4-H kids are selling the livestock right away and they're turning it straight around. Who knows?
6: You should come to um... – <laughs> they're turning it straight around. They walk the pig around the back and all of a sudden, <laughs> voila, sausage. <laughs> um, you should come to the uh... – you should come to the Calgary Stampede where we are if there is one again, because well, you know, COVID. But I mean, cause they do all the things like the scorpions on your pizza and all that crazy food stuff, which is fun. What? Everything deep fried. I've never yeah. heard that before. Yeah, the uh the crazy foods at the at the Calgary Stampede, it's uh it's a thing. It's amazing. Um, but hey, here we are in COVID. Uh not supposed to travel, by the way, which is one of the biggest news stories of our day here in Canada today.
4: More, um, uh, is, we, are these upped restrictions or are this just a continuation of the same ones? Both. It's
6: a continuation of the same ones and they've been raised. So, for example, in my province where, where I broadcast the show from, it's different from where Maddie is, where the, the studio, uh, main broadcast studio is. But it, the basic rule is no travel, right? Depends on mm-hmm. where you are. They're even saying, please don't travel between provinces right now. In my province, there is no social gatherings unless you live in the same house. Um, yeah. You can't even gather outside. They don't want gatherings outside, so like, totally, totally. Anyway, what's happened is, is a bunch of politicians have traveled over the holidays, and of um, course, (laughs) some exactly right. See, see, you're not surprised. That's the irony. Um, And so the what 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 has happened is, is that there's some have uh, traveled interprovincially, uh, some have traveled uh, intercontinentally, and some had like Hawaii, Mexico, down to the states, Europe, UK, like it's it's mind-blowing and it's starting to have a ripple effect now because there are people losing their jobs because they got caught and some people got caught and some people will sort of uh sort of bragged about it here's my picture on the beach and then there was other politicians that had pre-rolled a bunch of photos from home over the holidays Mm -hmm. to publish while they were away they knew it was Mm -hmm. that wrong that they faked their photos uh while it was uh while it was going on it's the biggest story that we've seen in canada in a long time and it's it's going to be it's not only that, but there's one um, premier in Alberta who has gone and basically said, well, maybe the rules weren't very clear.
4: Um, you know what I see? No, mostly here in the United States is the areas that have some of the highest restrictions, and the ones that try to ramp it up are the ones that are quick to break those rules. Seems like it. Yeah, it and, does seem like it seems it. to be some of the larger cities, uh, mayors. Governors, things like that, get caught red-handed doing these things. Even the governor of California got caught and lied about it. And then the photo came out; <laughs> yeah. it was not good. So it th- the happens pretty frequently. Man. Yeah, how are you going to get away with that? Seems People to. are not happy with you. You know, you're not. They're not going to be cool with it. They're if they find you, they're gonna. The first thing they're gonna do is share that on social media, so everyone else can see the hypocrisy. The
6: biggest stinker, I think, is that the new restrictions in most of the provinces came in. In fact. The day, about three days before Christmas in Ontario, uh, they announced more restrictions, but they said, well, we'll wait till after Christmas, which I don't understand. And they basically uh, have created a, you know, a full on lockdown, which is like a, it's like a mandatory quarantine for the whole province, really. Um, And there's a, there's a lot of millions of people there. So it's, it's mind blowing to me, but I I mean, it seems to be a bit of a political um, entitlement thing. And I was thinking today because the, um, another news is that, uh, that Trump audio tape from Georgia is also on the news up here today. And I was kind of looking at that going, is it really that different, right, when you have a politician who's basically saying things like we need to find these votes and, I mean, give them credit for pushing hard and not giving up. But the, um, you know, maybe this is just a political thing. Maybe this isn't a Canada thing or an America thing. Maybe
4: it's just an entitlement thing. Mm. I think that it's hard to look at this. So the capacity of the call, you can look at it as, you know, the president of the United States calling someone. And using the type of language he's using uh, you can look at that as so people say it's pressuring. I don't know if it's the exact case because he's been talking exactly like this even before the election because he anticipated mm-hmm. things like this would happen. So I don't see it as a as a thing that is out of the ordinary. Um, and I don't see it as criminal However, the thing that I look at this, and I I don't see anyone else saying it this way, to me, this was his last of anything. I just don't see any other plays for him in the future, period. Um, Coming Mm -hmm. up on the Electoral College thing this week, I think a phone call like that is pure desperation. Pretty much that puts a bow on it. I think that's the end of him being able to do anything else. And, uh, you know, if that's the case... Yeah, it's to me, it's just a thing of desperation. So I think that's where we're at. And, uh, you know, I there's a lot of people that are not happy with the election. And then there's people that look at it and say, well, there's still unanswered questions that just don't add up, that there's just not getting answers to. And I think that there's since there's enough of those people, Trump asking that question to uh, them when there are other unanswered things in the state. Is not something that is criminal to to, to go about, but some people are going to look at it that way. Some people are going to pressure it. If anything, I just feel like this is going to be the thing that's you know the this puts a bow on it. See you later, and yeah, this will be the last thing. It for seems
6: him. to it seems to punctuate the um seems to punctuate the legacy, right? Like the the last bunch of weeks for all the work, the good work that he did. Um, and I'm not a fan of how he treats people, but there are he has done some good work. And, uh, and some of it's probably debatable. But the reality is, is that I think that it just unwinds so much of, um, of what he did. Is that, I mean, is it, does this become the legacy, sort of his, his limp out the door?
4: Yeah, and let me put it this way, too. So this uh, phone call gets out there, and it's an hour-long phone call, and it's leaked by whoever. And I go back and I look at, during the Obama administration, and some of the things that we learn about the way... Uh, The administration was pressuring investigations into Trump before he was elected president. So, you know, working with the FBI in order to target a political opponent and even Joe Biden was in the room when they were doing these things. And I'm thinking, man, all of these things were laid out and there wasn't even half the care for something like that as this one phone call is getting over the past 24 hours. And I'm thinking you got to be well, uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, they're making it look like he's. Ah, uh, the biggest thing since Watergate and Richard Nixon and all of this other stuff. And what reality is that of all the shady business that went down, none of it, uh, they just gave a free pass to the Obama administration, and they're continuing to with Biden over and over again, and they're just finding anything they can. And it really cuts the ability for me to care for stories like these. You know, even yeah. if it was a big deal, I look at it and say, man, you cried wolf so many times. I just i'm I've yeah. lost and I'm exhausted and i just so can't i just right? can't care about everything yeah. yeah it's it's just all political yeah
6: so but okay i and i get that i mean i get the fact that you just kind of go you know what someone's just trying to somebody is trying to sell snake oil here and and somebody is is amplifying that part of it but it just seems to me to be like um you create enemies over the course of time man if if we if you and i with our shows here if we yelled at our listeners all the time and berated them we would eventually have nobody calling in, right? I mean, so yeah. I think you start to create memories over the co- uh, enemies over the course of time. Mm-hmm. And I think there might be some evidence of people who are seeing it as the time of, you know, any politician. Uh, the, mm-hmm. You know what? Well, no, so I'm done now. I've had enough. Just like Ryan said, I, I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm done. I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing this dance anymore. <laughs> Do right?
4: Every once in a while, you see a politician that says that uh, one of the very first times I remember was the mayor of Detroit, probably the last good mayor of Detroit did that said, you know what? This is too much. I'll see you later. And ever, it's, it's tough. You When you're in a tough position like that in a city, you just can't win. And you're trying to do everything you can. And still, all of this comes back at you. It's like, you know, anyone that would think about running for president, I question their sanity. Because it's like, why yeah. would you want to put yourself through that? It's just, you know you're right. what you're getting yourself into. There, nothing good is going to come from it. It's just enough. Uh, why yeah. do that to yourself and your family?
6: And I've had that thought here, too, because we've often said many times in the show, you know, we want leaders, we want people with integrity, we want these these people to lead our countries and be able to do these things and be amazing, right? Like have some integrity around what you do. And yet, the second they get in office, they get absolutely scorched by anything they say or do. Uh, why would you step into that? I mean, there's a reason why a certain kind of person seems to step into those roles, because mm-hmm. they're, they're they they don't care. Yeah. Right, they don't care about what the public thinks, and you have to. It's it's ironic to say that we don't care about. You can't care what the public thinks and then keep the public's best interest in mind, right? Yeah. Like you can't sit there and and get all these insults all day, every day, and say, "Nah, it's fine." Water off a duck's back, or some cliche. Yeah,
4: but yeah, I was going to ask you. Uh, yeah, go ahead.
6: No, as you say, and at the same time, pretend that you're going to take care of the public's best interest as you should, as opposed to your as your job outlines you to do.
4: Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to ask you about one other thing. In Larry King, was he notable in Canada? Yeah, was he a pretty big absolutely. name still? Yeah, a great audience, interviewer. Yeah, yeah. You, you think about yeah. the glory years of CNN, you can't separate Larry King from that. And really, I think most people would look at his tenure and the end of it kind of as, you know, at least their end of, you know, the, the favor for a network because, man, he was just such a big star. Uh, I didn't realize, I guess, in Canada, did he... He just appealed in his interview style. I mean, he primarily focused on American politics and things. But, yeah, yeah I, I guess I didn't realize he was a when star was, up there, too.
6: Yeah, I'm not a, I am not. mean, a star, sure, if he showed up. I don't know if there'd be millions of people like the Beatles, like, right? But at the same time, I mean, <laughs> you know, he was popular. But he was also on that network at a time when that network did report the news. And it it's, wasn't yeah. um, as political as it is now. It was the um, network, so. yeah. Yeah, I mean, they did. I mean, that was that was how I got interested in the news because of the war stuff in the 90s that they covered. Right. So, I mean, oh, I yeah. think it's a bit of an apples and oranges comparison, unfortunately. But when it comes to I mean, he's been in the movies, he's done all those things. And, hmm. um, you know, it's uh, and he's uh, like he's an old dude, man. But you know, his interview style
4: is great. And he said that a lot of times he would just go into interviews without any notes. Um, he just mm-hmm. wanted to let his curiosity drive the interview, which is nice. But then sometimes that comes back to bite him. There's some famous moments. Like one time he was talking to Jerry Seinfeld, probably one of his more noticeable gaffes was when he mentioned Seinfeld getting canceled. And he's like, Larry, you know, I left at my peak, you know, I wasn't canceled. I just ended the show. Yeah. You're like, you didn't know that. Yeah. And this is, you know, of course at the time, the most popular show on television and, right. um, But he um, curiosity driving those interviews, I always admired that because that's what he did. He was so great at it.
6: Well, I think we could take that. um, We got to go here, but I think that we can take that um, that with us, right? Like if you could live into curiosity the way that he always did with total strangers, people you meet at a party, whatever, right? If you could Mm -hmm. live into curiosity and just ask questions the way that he always did, I think this world would be a different place. It's something we can all learn there.
4: I hope he turns this around with COVID. It just, you, you hate to hear that. He's been in the hospital, I think they said, 10 days now. And we hope yeah. that he can, uh, he can fight it and yeah. win this battle, too. So, all right. Well, good old Larry King. All Wish right. him the best.
6: Nice to catch up, Ryan. Nice to hear your voice. Happy New Year to you and all your listeners. And uh, I look forward to chatting again soon, man.
4: Yeah, Shane, always great to hear from you. Thanks for uh, doing this. Happy New Year. That is our friend uh, Shane Hewitt, who does the late shift in Canada or the shift, I should say, excuse me, through the Chorus Radio Network. Yeah, all across Canada, we connect these two shows here from KMOX in the United States and the Chorus Radio Network in Canada. Such a cool thing. Learn a thing or two. They put scorpions on pizza in Canada. That's one of the grossest things I've ever heard. I've heard a lot of gross things. That is easily one of the grossest things I have ever heard. Why would anyone do that? we still haven't really talked about this electoral college thing. I guess we could do that. We haven't talked about the Trump phone call to Georgia. I have some audio from that too. It's some thoughts on it, Uh, you know, and we could open things up. I just don't know. I just don't know how much I want to get into it tonight, but I feel like we, we should. So let's do it. Maybe we'll do that in the next hour. Maybe we'll do it next. Maybe you want me to talk about UFOs still three, one, four, Four three six seventy nine hundred on Overnight America, KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michaels Flooring, the flooring experts. MichaelsFlooringOutlet.com on KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. Well, we got a couple minutes here, and then we have another hour in the one o'clock that we can spend. So, really, You can drive it in a certain way. And I just briefly with Shane talked about the election and what could be happening next. And then afterwards, the call to Georgia with uh, President Trump, among many others on that phone call to their uh, I think it was the uh, the attorney general in Georgia. But there is a hour long phone call that is circulating around, was posted online uh, from a couple of days ago. Let me just uh, bring this up real quick. The phone number is 314-436-7900. I don't think that the, um, the phone call and what was said was anything that was illegal. I feel like you'd be stretching pretty hard to try to justify charges against Donald Trump for a call like that, considering that they've tried this before with other phone calls. And then again, it was realized that just what an over- overblown type of um, play that was to try to push phone calls uh, and, and criminal charges on things like that in the past. And what we've also noticed is that in the past four years, I think that the same people have been trying to push criminal charges for anything the president does ever. And it it doesn't matter what it is or if there's any basis or any reality behind it. It's just they want the outcome of that. So you get a little fatigued when you hear this over and over and over again. You hear it and you say to yourself, all right, you know, maybe I could have taken you a little bit more seriously if you haven't been screaming this and uh, over every little thing forever. And keep in mind, anytime they have looked into it, they've Decided that, no, there's nothing to warrant an investigation, let alone charges. So that's just where it's at right now. Um, And let me point out, too, and I keep reading these articles because I got to tell you that in the past, even in 2016, I don't remember this happening, but it did. Past Congresses, when they go and present the Electoral College results, have objected. To the results. In a lot of ways, it's them saying, I don't believe in this or that, or I don't believe this was taken seriously. In a lot of ways, it's for someone in Congress to air the grievance. I think what's different in this is that there are senators that are willing to stand with those in the House, and what that would trigger is a debate. So lawmakers would be able to spend a couple of hours making their case of why they have seen problems with this election and why they shouldn't accept the results in certain states. The states that it looks like will be questioned include Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, Wisconsin, among others. Senator Josh Hawley here is going to object to Pennsylvania's results. And altogether, it would open up a debate for objections for two hours. I don't know what kind of circus crazy show that's going to be, but it's not going to be a fun one. Just a reminder, 2016, we saw people from the House, representatives from the House stand up and object. We, can, we saw it back in 2004. We saw it back in 2000. This will be a good question for Rich Rubino tomorrow night. I should talk to him about objections to the Electoral College in the past, how these things have played out. And even when you look at the times when it was a, um, a Democrat standing up and objecting, It's funny because a lot of ways it's almost like the same type of grievances that they brought up is what Republicans are bringing up now. So, for example, this is from 2000.
5: The chair now hands to the tellers the certificate of the electors for president and vice president of the state of Florida. Mr. President, the objection is in writing signed by a number of members of the House of Representatives, but not by a member of the Senate.
2: Mr. President, I stand for the purpose of objecting to the counting of the vote from the state of Florida as red.
5: Mr. President, I rise on behalf of the Congressional Black Caucus to object to the 25 electoral votes from Florida. Mr.
4: President, thank you for your inquiry. It is in writing. It is signed by myself on behalf of my diverse constituents and the millions of Americans who have been disenfranchised by Florida's inaccurate vote count.
5: The, is the objection signed by a senator?
1: Well, Mr. Mister. Mr. President, I am objecting to, uh, uh, to the idea that votes in Florida were not counted.
4: All right, so see, it's almost like the same thing. You're starting to hear the same sort of patterns that have been brought up in the past. I think the difference here is that when a senator like Holly or Cruz or anyone else decides to stand up with it, it would allow for a debate. And if what they see is the courts aren't going to hear What we see are evidences, evidence of these states not either abiding by their own law in the case of Pennsylvania or not uh, taking the investigations into voter fraud seriously or whatever it is. You're going to see that for two hours. I don't know what networks are going to air it. Um, You would hope that they would air something like this. I don't know if it's just going to come with a bunch of criticism alongside of it. But what we're going to eventually see is, I think, two hours of debate, which is not going to settle anything. I think that it'll be basically they'll be heard grievances will be aired and that'll be the end of it I, I don't know where else it could go from something like that but then again we're just a couple of days away from it and it could be anything around the corner and it's just amazing this is where we are now it's Overnight America KMOX
1: we really need new phones T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month new iPhone 15s over here. only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch